Father, thank you so much for the privilege to be here. Lord, we pray that you reduce us and increase yourself. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, let's be seated. It's a great privilege for me to share with you what the Lord is doing and our responsibilities as believers. The amazing fact of what I want to talk about is love. Love is the basis of our existence as believers in Christ. And out living among the Muslims, it's amazing that our perspective, usually as believers, looking down to the Muslims, is always different. And possibly it might not be the perspective of God. Christ reminded us, love your enemies. Do good to them that hate you. Jesus Christ commanded us that we should go and take the gospel to every nation, no matter what your vocation is. I will a little bit be biased to one section of the commission the Lord has commissioned us to go, the Islamic world. And I am not talking as an authority or saying that if you do this, you will get the Great Commission fulfilled. No. As a matter of fact, there are just an estimated uh, followers of Islam to the tune of 1.2 to 1.5 billion people. The statistics nobody knows how right it is. Now, assuming every Muslim become a believer, we have not yet fulfilled the Great Commission. I want us to realize that. Amazingly, Islam has taken the attention of the whole globe and is making a lot of noise. And yet, the people that are holding the solution are not doing anything about. The body of Christ have the solution to bring peace to the world. And we are not doing anything about. Sometimes we become even bitter and angry. Hatred and bitterness grows up and wells from within us. That is not the purposes of God. Of course, we may not rejoice in the evil. We may not rejoice in the destructions that is going on. But let me tell you, we also experience the love of God when we were enemies to God. And no matter what your profession is or my profession is, the act of love as we are commanded by God is very, very vital. In my little interaction in the Islamic world, I grew 
from an Islamic background. And the recitation, God is actually abstract. I have no personal relationship with the God that created the universe. He is just different. I have no meaning for my life. And you see a lot of people in the Islamic faith, what they do is that they are following with no conviction. They are following, in fact, they are trying to worship the God they do not know. They are sincerely wrong. They are good people, sincerely wrong. The devil has blinded their eyes. You know, you need to understand that the drive and the zeal they have is with no knowledge. They need it. Unfortunately, we the body of Christ have distanced ourselves from the followers of Islam. 88% of followers of Islam have no Christian friends. Maybe because we have no understanding of what that faith is all about. And amazingly, what I am telling you is the account of the working of the Holy Spirit among Muslim Islamic followers. One of the things you should realize is this. In Islam... Over 90% of those that call themselves Muslims are not Muslims based on knowledge. They are Muslims because they were born into an Islamic home or a Muslim family. They are there because of some political reason or some benefits that they drive from. Where the average Muslims even learn Arabic and the rituals to worship. He has no understanding of what he says. So actually, these people have no understanding of the God you and I believe and are experiencing and that he is dwelling in our hearts. The strength of Islam lies in the first 10%, the rulers and the Islamic scholars. Either you call them the mullahs, the ustas, the sheikhs, the malams, the Islamic scholars, whatever title. It is the title in those categories is not based on scholarship. Often. Now, the secret to reaching out to this billion Muslim is, as the Lord opened the secret to us, is to start reaching out to the top learned scholars. We made an amazing discovery. There is nobody who is very learned in the Arabic of the Quran, which is different from the standard Arabic, who knows how the Quran came into being, who really stick to the Quranic teaching that is not struggling with some issues. First, they have no understanding of who God is. 
Second, they have no understanding of what sin is. And when we as believers begin to communicate to them, we don't really speak to each other. I give you an example, life example. When you talk to a Muslim about the Trinity, he is thinking of God the Father, Mary the mother of Jesus, and Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The concept of the Holy Spirit is not there. No Islamic scholar have understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. Now, if you are talking about the Trinity as the Holy Spirit, the Son, and God the Father, completely you have a problem there. You are disconnecting there. The second example I will give you is, if you are talking about sin, the Muslims have no understanding of the inherent sin. He feels that the reason he is far away from God is because he disobeyed and he has done something wrong. So he believes he is good in his own state. I'm talking to you about the perspective of a learned Islamic scholar and the issues they grapple and struggle with. And if we want to make a way as we have seen is we must to really look at these scholars and approach them with the claims of the Lord Jesus Christ so they get to know. There was a time that uh, one of the scholars, he's a Sharia judge, where they are operating Islamic law. I visited with him more than five times, reasoning in the scriptures. And he came to a point of making decision for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a long story. I will cut it short. When he did that, one Friday they came to kill him. In panic, he called me. And he said, what, will I, what would he do because he was given the last chance to be killed? Whatever he wants. So he called me and said, put your phone on the speaker phone. And I asked these questions. More than 25 scholars were there. And I asked this question. I said, why do you want to kill him? He said, he has left the faith. He does not pray. He doesn't go to the mosque anymore. So we want to kill him. Because that is what is legal according to the Islamic faith. So I asked them, what is prayer? Everybody was disconnected at that. They don't even understand what prayer is. I asked them, what is worship? Nobody can answer what worship is. Unfortunately, even in the Christian dome, hardly will the average Christian answer who God is. 
or what prayer is, or what worship is. But at this point, I ask another question. Why do you want him to go to the mosque? You pray facing the east. You know the origin of that? There was prayer before Islam. Because it was Prophet Muhammad that received the prayers five times from Allah. But before then, people were praying. And the tradition of facing a direction came when Solomon was dedicating the temple. That was completely new to them. Where Solomon said, Oh Lord, from every direction around the globe, whoever faces uh, this temple with his desire and yearning, Oh God, answer him. Even Prophet Muhammad faced the temple in Jerusalem. So that was a new thing altogether for them. And they said, okay, in that case, we will not kill him now. Let him come to the mosque. I asked the scholar, he's a Sharia judge, very intelligent. And I, I requested that please he should follow them to the mosque. He answered yes. Now, in the afternoon when they gathered in the mosque, he refused to go. You know, there is a lot of story. Miraculously, God saved his life. As of last week, among the scholars that came to kill him, there is a mob, over a hundred of them. But let me tell you the truth. As he begins to explain the reason of his faith, 27 of the scholars that came to kill him earlier, one after the other, they come in the night between 12 midnight to 5 a.m. 27 of them receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. <laughs> to God be the glory. We should never be intimidated with the face of Islam. It's a mirage. They are desperate. They have never connected with the Lord. And we are not doing anything about it. We are the solution to the problem of the world. It is not the United Nations. God is the creator of the universe. God created us. And if we want peace, we, may, we must not let him. We must involve him in our lives. By the way, God created us in his image. In the image of God, he created each one of us. And he gave us. We have machines that are manufactured by, by, by different machine groups. Every machine, every equipment has its manual. If you operate that equipment contrary to the manual, it will not function well. God created us in his image. Our image in God was lost when man disobeyed. Now you have to come to understand that fully. You have to go to the origin of Satan. But we lost our image in God. Now what happened here is this. If you read Genesis chapter 2, 
you find out that God created us in his image. In chapter 3, we lost our image in God. Unfortunately, that loss of image happened before Eve gave birth. In Genesis chapter 5, we were told there that God created man in his image, but man decided to bring forth his own in his own image. That image was the fallen image. That is the inherent sin. That is what we must deal with. It is not an action that you have done. That is the inherent sin that each one of us faces. Now, the Muslims have no understanding of that. And the reason I'm giving you the overview of the basis reason of what we do as we do, there are a lot so far people are afraid, but if you go to them, they are very receptive. If you, we have now contacted over 5,000 scholars. We have seen over 1,000 scholars make a decision for the Lord Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, from that 1,000, about 58 of them are now missionaries among the Muslim Islamic scholars taking the gospel of truth to them. Why do we do what we do? No matter your profession, and let me tell you, there are four things that you have to take note when you are bringing peace, when you are bringing life to these people that do not have life. First, you need to know that it is the spirit at work. You cannot convert a person. It is the spirit that does its work in the heart of the person. The Bible says, we have received power, Acts chapter 1 verse 8, to become witnesses of the commandment he has commanded us to. The Bible tells us clearly that we are Christ's representatives, we are his ambassadors. But we have held our hands, we have reserved our souls, we are crying, shouting, we are not doing anything about it. The body of Christ is silent. Even God, Jesus Christ came to seek and to save. In your profession, I will tell you that all that they needed, all that a Muslim needs is a, somebody to tell him and to show him the light. Don't be afraid of them. They are great good people. They do not know the God they serve. We are different from them. Let me tell you something. This word of God, the scriptures, is spirit and is life. Whenever you speak the word, it accomplishes the purposes of God in the life of the person that it was spoken to. Don't give sweet words. Now, in presenting, I want to ask you to please... You don't need to know the Quran in order to witness to a Muslim. Because the Quran is not God's word. At least it is not the revealed word of God. It's different because it is not the same God Elohim. I was talking one time with one of the scholars. He says, no, we are serving the same God. I said, no. 
He said, why? I said, is Jesus Christ God? He said, no, Jesus Christ is a prophet. I said, then we are not serving the same God. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. Christ is the image of the invisible God. Verse 19. All the fullness of Christ dwells in Christ Jesus. I mean, Jesus Christ is God. And if you come up the line, you see, it's like that. There was a time that there was no time. From the time that there was no time, there was God. God existed before time. When he did create, he created man in his image. Now, man decided to disobey. And there is no faulty person that can build somebody who has uh, uh, a fault. All the offsprings of Adam became sinners. So it is now God who is sinless took the form of a human being in order to restore us back to his likeness when he created us before time. And in witnessing and sharing and bringing the message of peace, all that you are doing is pointing God, taking the form of human being, becoming Christ. The Bible says there is no mediator between God and man. It is only Christ Jesus. The Bible tells us Christ was before all things. There was nothing that was created that he, Christ, did not create. Now, all that you are doing in shedding the light and bringing people to the kingdom of God is not a burden. It's never an assignment. It is not something that you should even be worried about. It is a pointing to people this God that took the form of a flesh and came and died to pay for the penalty. If God did not pay for the penalty of that sin, then God ceased to be God because God is a just God. And because God is just, he must punish sin. And that is what the Islamic world have not known. That Jesus Christ is God. That Jesus Christ came to save. John chapter 10 tells us, Christ said, the evil one comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I came that you might have life. And brethren, the world is growing worse, tumultuous, and we have the words of hope, but we have reserved it to ourselves. We are waiting for them to come. When man failed, when man failed, God came. God sought man. He looked for man. When God became mine in Christ Jesus, when Jesus appeared in the scene, Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. When Christ was going, and for us that have received him, and he has made us his children, he has made us his ambassadors. He has filled us with his spirit. He has stamped our soul as a mark of ownership. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth. 
There should be no government on earth that should stop you from pointing people to the Lord Jesus Christ. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Christ. Christ delegated that authority to us. And he asked us to go. But we are waiting for the Muslims to come. Quite opposite. Quite opposite. We are afraid. God did not give us the spirit of timidity or the spirit of fear. He gave us the spirit of boldness and of sound mind. We have the authority of the king of the universe. If we want peace on earth, let's go out to them. Point them to the prince of peace in love. Time will not allow us. You need a little bit of training, exposure, but there is nothing. You don't need to understand Islam in order to present the message of the gospel truth of who God is. Stick to what you pray you love it's difficult to love your enemy but you are commanded to love if you don't love you disobey Christ and let me tell you we are all involved most of us that are involved in community work or we are involved in medical things let the medical profession or let the services we give become an opening but we must ask God to reveal to us how through these services we may present Christ they are really really longing they are really really wanting to know they are really wanting to be saved God is abstract the more you read the Bible, the more the revelation of who God is to you. The more you read the Quran, the more disillusioned you become. We found out that most of the scholars that are leading these people, all the militants you see, they are not learned people. They are zealous people with no knowledge. They need help. We need to love them. We need to, we have the words of life. This word is sharper than any two-edged sword that goes deep within the heart, within the spirit, within the mind, within your soul. The Bible declares, if you do not have Christ, who is the son, you do not have life. In Romans we are told, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that Christ raised him from the dead. You will be saved. I am writing this to you who believe in the name of the Son of the Lord. So that you may know. It didn't say you may think or you may hope. That you may know that you have eternal life. If there is anything I want you to pick up today. Is this. The Muslims are out there waiting hoping for somebody to connect them to the living God. They do not know the God they serve. 
Would you be that? I went to one of the traditional rulers, an emir. An emir is a commander of a jihad. And when we went, he thought the governor of one of my states have sent me for him to travel for Hajj. So he excused all the people for me to deliver the message. And I said, I'm a follower of Christ. And I'm here to pray for you in the name of Christ. Because you lead both those that are not Muslims and those that are Muslims. Therefore, we, are, we want to ask wisdom from God upon you. And something surprisingly happened. He went under his throne and he brought a book wrapped in a polythene bag. And he opened it. He said, if, there, if I am alone, I read this book because that's where I get consolation. Please be coming every time you have time. What he was holding was the Holy Bible. There are several moments we, you know, what we are discovering in the field is this. The body of Christ have isolated these people. 88, over 90% of Muslims never come to a church. They are afraid, thinking that if they come, they will be killed. Nobody invited them, over 90% of Muslims. And probably you are living around your communities, they are. And you are not doing anything about it. If there is none, you can go. You have the message of truth. You have the message of hope. Through this, God has developed several best practices that we are involved in doing. First, our mission is to present the plan of God's salvation message to every scholar on this earth, wherever he is, wherever he lives. The second option we have, as we see them, There are great, great people, dedicated, zealous, devoted people. If you can get a scholar to know the truth of God's word. I have seen most of the scholars that come to know the Lord. We come and keep them in a secret place for about nine months. Eight hours every day, including Saturdays and Sundays, we are reading from the scriptures. And after nine months... Usually within the nine months, people, people, we get people reading this Bible two to three times. You know the amazing thing? We Christians are not even students of the scriptures. Do you know that it only takes you about 78 to 90 hours to read the whole Bible? It's not much. As a matter of fact, the tithes, if you remove the tithes of your time... The tithes of 24 hours. If it is even 20 hours, you have two hours per day. Two hours per day is not your own. It's much more than you need to go through the scriptures in a year. How many of us 
have not gone through these scriptures in one year. Probably you have stayed even two years or three years without going through these scriptures. It's a shame. You have words of life, you are neglecting it. This is what makes you everything. Your patient should not... Now, you people have technology. It's not like in Africa. You can get your uh, phone with the scriptures and get to listen to it. I mean, there are many ways that it becomes easier for you to know the scriptures. The scriptures is the power of God unto salvation that e for everyone that believes. So speak the scriptures to your neighbors. They need to come. The reason we are concentrating on the leaders is but for one reason. These two groups of people are the custodians of Islam. If you remove the scholars, the imams, the sheikhs, you remove the rulers, there won't be anybody following Islam. These two groups are the custodian, and yet these two groups are, 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 you know, we believers are frightened to take up this good news gospel message to them. Another thing we do is that we invite, we go to them, we invite them to our houses, we go to their houses, we ask them about worship, we respect their scholarship. We said, Who is God? Let me tell you, the learned scholar do not even know who God is. Unfortunately, I know even Christians do not even know who God is. But, you know, they do not know even the God they are trying to serve. They don't know worship. They do not know sin. Now, from there, we interact. And it's amazing how you see they are very open to the gospel. In what we do, I will share the details in one of the rooms when we, we have several life examples and stories to share. And I hope to take time there. But what I'm motivating you is this. Why do we do what we do? Because God commanded us to do it. It is God's will that every Muslim become a believer. It is God's will. No question about that. You are not intruding into somebody's life. Don't, if, if you said that is that person's privacy, you are insulting God. God knows of his privacy when he told you to go. And you said, I don't want to go, I would uh, offend him. Who told you? The lies of the evil one. To go is to obey. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Hearkening to God's word is much, much better than the fat of rams. You know, several initiatives I see around the world, they have good carrots dangling among Muslims and other faiths, but there is no initiative to open up for fear that, you know, they will be offended. Who told you? You are commanded to go and tell them. 
My encouragement to all of us that are here, if you have initiative, look at a thread of how you will present the knowledge of God's plan of salvation. We are doing that through dental services. Thank God uh, for the medical conference. There are, I see many opportunities here where we can get involved and initiate. If you have Muslim friends that are scholars, that are leaders, let's know about them. We want to go to them. We can help you go there. We are not afraid. Because we are not deceiving. We have words of hope, worthy of delivery to everybody on earth. Worthy of delivery. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God and to salvation to everyone that believes. But don't, don't stay. Don't keep it to yourself. You need to. Why are we afraid? A people can die on falsehood. We have the truth that can get them to heaven. Oh, time will not allow me. But I tell you, there are several secrets to God's word working in the hearts of people changing the world. I see several initiatives by governments around the world. I laughed because they missed the mark. They have no understanding of what it is. When you present the gospel to a Muslim, you are not intruding into his private life. You are being obedient to the cause of Christ. It is God's will for you to go. That's why we go. Every Muslim on earth must hear. I know there are other faiths. Doing that does not fulfill the great commission, but we are focused to this. That is what God has called us. That is what we are in. Is it dangerous? Of course, yes. But you know, I have the God that is able to keep and to protect. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. The second thing, if you are involved in witnessing to these scholars, there is a great, and that's why we do what we do among the Muslims. They are ready ministers and laborers for the harvest. They are already leaders in their capacity. So you bring them to God? Oh, some of them said, How come that I was blinded to all of these things? And he come, having the truth, you will see him like fire. We have 58 of them now as missionaries. Not from a church background. Islamic scholars that have turned to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and our laborers in the harvest. You know what that does? Jesus Christ said, pray for the Lord of the harvest that he sent in more laborers. And that's what we are involved in doing in our little initiative. And the medical profession offers you that. The health the health opportunity you give through eye, through uh, dental services, there is one of the greatest, it's a very highly placed scholar where we live. You cannot see in the highly uh, 
well-respected Islamic culture, no man can see a woman for medication. They prefer a lady with a lady. One of us on our team was witnessing to this scholar. And his wife was having great toothache for two days she couldn't sleep. It was difficult having access to this scholar because he's highly placed. Then one of our scholars, I mean, we know that <coughs> through uh, 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 Dr. Vetito, he trained and equipped some of us. And he said, I think I can do something about it through the love of Christ. They were in pain, so he has no objection. He took our staff, who is a male person, into his compound and went straight into the bedroom of his wife for our staff to examine this lady. And said, bring her over. I think through Christ's love we have remedy. And he brought her they removed the decayed tooth. He be, she became healed. And that created acceptance for the missionary among those communities that before they were very hostile to him, they want to kill him. Now he's accepted. Now what you are doing, I pray that God will open and reveal to you a thread of through what you do, make sure you have an opportunity to open up and present the gospel. Never keep quiet. We need to apply wisdom. We need to behave not foolishly. The Bible says we should be as wise as servants, as harmless as doves. Don't be foolish in presenting the gospel. Allow and understand the mind of the Lord. And I am challenging each one of us to go to our home churches, to go to wherever organizations we tell them that we have the words of hope for the world. We have the words that will bring peace and rest for this earth before the returning of the Lord Jesus Christ. The cause will be terrible when the rapture takes place. Before that, we have time. No matter what your profession is, no matter what you do, I adjure you, I adjourn you, I plead with you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you don't keep quiet. Don't be afraid to go to prison. Most of our staff went to prison. One of our staff, just because somebody, a Muslim, received Christ, they came for two years. We were, he was in prison. We were doing the case. At the long run, he was out of prison. But you know what happened in the prison? Many people gave their life in the prison. Praise the Lord. You know, this life is short. I am not sure you can live more than 120 years compared to eternity and the command of our Lord Jesus Christ. When God gives you the opportunity to change the world, 
What a great privilege. I'm not talking to you as an authority. No, I'm just telling and revealing to you the purposes of God. It's not my idea. It's not my idea. I remembered uh, one of the uh, uh, militants called me. They have my numbers. They called me several times. They said, the Muslims where I live are not true Muslims. If I come to the city where he is, within 24 hours, I am dead. I said, you do not have power over my life. My life is hidden in Christ Jesus. Don't allow people to intimidate you. All these people that you see them as militant, as angry, they are zealous for Islam, they are struggling trying to get the God, the living God that you have, they don't have. Help them out. Don't be afraid of them. And he said, why do I do what I do? I said, I've been given authority by God that created you. And there is, there is no, no other authority beyond this. And finally, as I go and raise down, as we close, let me tell you something. Much of what you see in Islam is a mirage. They are not real. They are not real. There is no substance to it. There is nothing that you can hold to hold and build your faith in Islam as you have in the scriptures. Because even if you want, we deal with a lot of scholars. After the Muhammad has never, Prophet Muhammad has never seen the copy of the Holy Quran. He has never seen it. As a matter of fact, he has seen the Injil. He has seen the scriptures. He directed people to come back to the scriptures. The Quran in circulation was developed by the companions of Muhammad who are represented as the caliphs. So through that, about seven years later, they produced the document called Quran. And let me tell you, those companions of Muhammad that sought for succession, they were the ones that are referred to as the Sunnis. Now, the daughter of Muhammad, Ali, who was also his cousin, married her, and they thought hereditary they should be the successors of Prophet Muhammad, and that's why we have the Shiites. Within these two groups, the Shiites and the Sunnis, there are about six doctrinal differences in belief system. And within that six major doctrinal beliefs, you have more than 70 sects. And each one is different. The reason I mention this, you can't generalize witnessing to the Muslims. You can't. You need to understand how to present. Best 
is understand what sin is, the root of sin, understand what God is. It is not your knowledge. By the way, if you quote even the Quran in witnessing to the Muslims, you are giving credence and reliability to the Quran. It's not worthy of that. The Shiites have their book, the, uh, the Sunnis have. Then there is Al Furqan. Three complete writings. But the Bible is true. Those writings are not. Don't be deceived. No God, no sin, no why God became man, no the cross. That's all. Be obedient, obey the command. Don't waste your time studying. You will never know. Because if you know this, because it's deceit, it will appear in another form again. Know the real truth. Concentrate on the truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. My dear brothers and sisters, all other beliefs and practices are man's effort to meet his, his creator. All other beliefs and practices, be it Hindu, traditional religion, whatever it is, all other religions are man's effort trying to find their creator. Christianity, it is the creator calling on his creation and restoring them back to the purpose to which he created them in his likeness, in his image. As we conform to the image of Christ, we are conforming to the image of God, to the likeness to which he created us from the beginning. That is why Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No one goes to God except through me. You can't argue it. You just can't argue it. It is true. It is fact. You can't object it. It's your creator. Let's close in prayer. Lord Jesus, we ask for the spirit of boldness that your message that you ask us to deliver to those that do not know you, especially the Muslims. Oh, Heavenly Father, pour your spirit upon us. Give us the spirit of love and of boldness and of sound mind that we may be obedient to this calling. In Christ's name we pray. Be blessed and we are dismissed.